The Match Ball. Well, hello to you. Welcome to The Match Ball. Leeds against Brentford. Uh, Dan here, along with Michael and Moscow White. And Daniel Chapman, as well as clutching the latest issue of the square ball, came out today. Eddie Gray on the cover there. And mm-hmm. lots of stuff about the Gray family. Yep. Find that on the website. We should say the show is brought to you by Levi Solicitors as well. 10% discount on your legal fees. Web address in a second. Um, 15% off on Michael, my right-hand man. Commencing probate. Wills. 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 Uh, probate convincing. That's the ones. All three of those in whatever order you fancy. Um, the square ball dot net. Sorry, beg your pardon. Levi solicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. You were thinking where people could buy the magazine, weren't you? I, I was. That's the square ball dot net. And it's only £2.50 and we'll post it to you. It doesn't include postage, but that's cheap. <laughs> right. And um, nil nil against Brentford. Uh, <gasps> I thought we were the better side in that game. What do you think? It was two fairly evenly matched teams in the Premier League who didn't really manage to unlock one another fully. I, I thought it was a good performance by us. It was alright, wasn't it? The one get the one result I said it wouldn't be. Nil-nil. Mm. There it was. I, mind you, I didn't bank on us having a good defender in our team. And yeah, should, we, should we start on, on uh, Maximilian Verber? Because I thought he was excellent today. Yeah, I thought he was. His, was, um, his anticipation, his timing, his organisational skills, very good indeed. Well done. Some, good nice, purchase. some nice big tackles too, mm. where he just launched himself at stuff and everyone went, <gasps> go on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a bit of that. And that was generally sort of sorting other people's stuff out as well. His own stuff tends mm. to be just being in the right place, which is good. I like that. Yeah, it's nice to see a, a sort of defensive performance that's not panic. And I mean, we did manage to inject a bit of panic in the last five or ten minutes, didn't we? But Well, hang on. Captain, speaking, Captain Controversy Carly in the comments is saying it's indicative of how far we've fallen that people think that was a good performance and a good point. But you've got to take it on its own merits, haven't you? Like I know, I know there is a wider context here about where the state of the season is in the table, but on its own merits, if like if we had, let's say, 23 points on the board now, rather than whatever paltry total we've got, you'd have gone, all right, fair enough, you know, nil-nil, Premier League game, pretty much cancelled each other out, not a lot of really clear-cut chances, but as it is... I've missed a good meaty nil-nil. Mm. And that's what that was. I found, Yeah, I found it quite engaging, I have mm. to say. I never felt bored during no, it. No, there it weren't was... any you know, bicycle kicks and there wasn't any like... What's, what's Nonto doing? Loads of exciting like goal mouth chances and stuff and it did get a bit, um, you know, you'd highly call it high quality but um, that's something and maybe that person commenting is is right that it's sort of diminished expectation but it's something that we've not managed to achieve for a while is yeah. staying in a game all the way through. Clean sheet is huge and... Um, and not being outplayed, not being looking, not looking like a bunch of idiots. Mm. Well, if you compare it to how we defended down there, it's night and day, isn't it? Carl's just following up. I am just having fun with you, Carl. By the way, says um, not that controversial when you look at the fixtures in the table. No, I completely agree. I and think. Brentford are supposed to be dead good, aren't they? Yeah, but this is the thing: we we have dug ourselves a bit of a hole. But on the signs of the organisation at the back today, good. We know we've got all the best attacking talent in the world now. Just can't score. We just cannot score. For love how much money. did we pay for Rutter? What did he do today? Nothing. Mm. Record signing. Absolute waste of money. Mm. It will feature in the FA Cup, says um, says Jesse. Yeah, I mean, Brentford are, Brentford are 12 points ahead of us, yeah. which, which does kind of indicate they're a better team than us. But you could also argue just on our own merits, we should probably have at least another six points on the board, if not more. We probably should. Based, yeah. based on games. But we're, we're one of the highest points thrower awayers, I think, is the XPTA. Mm. Yes. Which is where today was kind of interesting because it did get those last 10 minutes that you're talking about again. You know, we, we chucked a couple away in the last 10 minutes against Cardiff. And then today, it seemed, if there was, if there is criticism, um, it's that we got near the end and looked a little bit like, uh, let's just let them win. 
And there was that moment where we, where we all went a bit loose and wild, didn't it? And you thought, hmm, stop doing that. Yeah, we you know, like some silly passes or they're trying to build from the back and just passing it straight to Brentford. I suppose the difference is Brentford came out for the second half and were determined to time waste and get away with an away point um, and nick a win if they could. Whereas um, in the last five minutes, you could see when we won a, a corner and Sam Greenwood came on to do some set-piece special teams. Marsh was on the uh, sidelines, waving everybody forward, going, come yeah. on, come on, come on. And um, I was thinking this is a really, really good way to lose this game <laughs> instead of just like maybe doing what Brentford are doing and just going, like, right, a point, um, a clean sheet, it's, are things that we've not been able to get very easily. So although we'd love a win, I would have been happy if we just batten down the hatches for the last 10 minutes, but instead we were we were pushing. <laughs> yeah, Wesley Metcalf uh, in the comments on YouTube says, I had the fear in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine to have the fear because this is a team that's given us reason to have the fear this season. But um, I was quite relaxed during that game, by and large. Well, because we had the ball. Without yeah. ever exerting very much pressure in the second half, we had that ball for all of it, it yeah. felt like. It's hard to know exactly what was what needed to change in it because we, we moved players around made subs tactics you whispering the, the word tactics. tactics none of it really made a difference well, you know well we'll say what attacking we're doing that thing again of, and because Brentford were kind of being quite defensive I noticed that in the early stages of the second half their half was absolutely with players well, I was just going to say their formation actually the point I was going to make was it was basically 5-3 and then 2 were lingering up yeah. front um, so we were, were up against the wall of 8 and we're heading for where the most players are and trying to play all the little one-twos and the back heels and the layoffs and the so they're close, but sometimes you just think, oh, lads, it'd be, there's loads of space out there where it'd be really easy to control the ball and you could cross from there. We did well with it, getting to the byline. Luke Ayling had some crosses from the touchline and stuff, but it is we do try to do the most difficult way of playing these intricate um, balls through where there are loads of players, mm. um, and it can be difficult. But maybe uh, Rutter. Well, if he's the best dribbling, uh, I mean, we've just heard Jesse saying that Max Verber is the best passing centre-back he's ever seen. Rutter is the, uh, the most, most two-footed, two best dribbler he's ever seen. So that would help um, with Nyonto as well from the other side. So but Rodrigo's already the best striker he's ever seen. And he was on the pitch for like now, 75 now, minutes. Stop, and being, <laughs> stop being mean. Luke Ayling, in fact, given you mentioned him, he was good today again. Mm -hmm. That was his best performance for quite a while. Just going to say, actually, from a tactical point of view and the sort of shape of the game, Andrew L in the comments is saying they had a total of 95 uh, passes in our half all game. We had 237 in theirs. So it shows we, we were far more the protagonists in this game. But it's also worth saying that that is or was Brentford's game plan is to concede possession, much like we did down there and then hit us on the break. I just think we dealt far better with the breaks in this yeah. fixture than we did down there. Yeah, we did. I, thought, I mean, how many such did the ref have? <laughs> Three, I think it was, wasn't it? Which I think it was more. I think it was. It, I think it, it was at it least four him. or five. It hit him at least, but let's say a minimum of three, because I can recount three. You know, what you, we've said before, when you go a bit mad and you start just shouting stuff, I was going, <laughs> get out of the way! <laughs> yeah. Well, on like the third occasion, <laughs> or stop least... standing in the fucking middle of everything. Or stop just giving Brentford the ball afterwards, because mm. it was either if Brentford have got the ball, play on. If they don't have the ball, stop the, stop the game and give it to them. Peter Banks is the name you're looking for. The guy, for, he's okay. from Mary Poppins, isn't he, Mr. Banks? Is it, so. is it Peter Banks? Uh, and if you, yeah, it's always good to check that before the game because it rhymes. What, Mary Poppins? No, the referee's name because when it rhymes so good, you can, there's plenty of opportunity mm. that you missed while you were screaming at him. Think of her. <laughs> if you had your chance again, so many Peter good things. Peter Banks, he... Mm. Yeah, and things along, along those lines. Um, 
Yeah, I was going to say subs. People, I've written down the word subs. A number of people asking about why didn't we make subs early. I think I think the game was quite delicately balanced today, didn't it? It almost mm. felt like one of those where you just think it, you don't want to unbalance it like against you as well as in your favour. You've got to be, just be careful. Like when, when Sinistera came on, he, he did a couple of nice little things, but he wasn't that influential, was he really, in, in terms of the shape of the game? A couple of nice little layoffs, but you wondered if, mm. because you've put a fresh pair of legs on, they're not quite up to the speed of the game, he's coming back from injury, does that just give us that 5% less and you kind of worry about making it, subs? I mean, I would have liked to have seen Ruter just for pure excitement purposes, but, you know, I accept that he's it, probably it not It was ready. more or less working, wasn't it? And I thought Rodrigo was actually doing fairly well up front. He, he had some he'd had some nice moments. It's a tough crowd, isn't it? <laughs> well, he wasn't working brilliantly because we didn't... It's, it's, not like, it's not like we're looking back and going, oh, that massive chance that Bamford missed and only if, if we'd only squared it here... We'd have we'd have been out of tapping or whatever. The chances we had were a bit, a bit of a putting balls into a crowded box, yeah. and if you get lucky, it breaks to you. Or there was a lot of penis ball hitting the penalty spot, wasn't there? Yeah, or it, you know the, the the goalkeeper flaps it and someone can nod it in or whatever. It, it, what was our best chance? I'm trying to think of any saves. Yeah. Rodrigo forced a couple of saves. And Willie's he? when he hit him at the near post, we took yeah, a shot early. That yeah. was good. Yeah, we had some good shots, but not really. And then we had some weak shots that were pretty easy to mm. deal with. I think. It's that delicate alchemy that suddenly today, okay, not suddenly today, because we played well against Aston Villa and we played very well against Cardiff. But then today in a game where everybody's a bit worried about which way it will go, it was going well. So the decision to change it is a big one. But at the same time, I don't know if Brendan was really um, on top of things today. As as like it's been his recent form, and continuing his recent form, where there were some bits that were good, but then there were. But then even then, he wasn't terrible, <clears> was he? he was just no. a bit poor in his choices. There was that point at which you remember when he cut inside from the right, uh, attacking the cop, and everyone sort of bade him to hit it, but he was on his left foot, and you just wonder maybe if his confidence has taken a bit of a knock. The crowd has not been on his back, but there were a couple of kind of groans at things he did early doors that he misplaced. He had about five minutes in the first half where mm. he just couldn't do anything right. And yeah, it's like he did yeah. well to recover from that actually. I yeah, thought. yeah. So, you know, it keeps, we've been saying for a while, he looks like a really good player, but he also looks like somebody who could do with a break. And I think uh, Rutter is probably, that's the shirt yeah. that he could quite easily take. Sinister is there as well. So um, hopefully he will be able to go and, as we advised him last week, get drunk out of his mind. <laughs> his tiny mind. Um, it was put to me on text, which I mentioned to you when we, we caught up with each other, didn't we, on the way back down from Ellen Road. Um, our friend Wayne, mutual friend, texted me and said sometimes it's like trying to thread a needle with a rope the way we're trying to get through the middle it was a bit like that wasn't it it was very congested in the middle yeah although we, I think we are still wider than we were at the start of the season yeah well Luke Halen kept doing like the overlaps didn't he and, and trying to run into the channel you know that little half space in the area he's not touchline wide is it it's always the uh, half space wide and yeah. getting into that bit and so there's still listen a, to us talking tactics still a lot of players there that we've got I'm to scared now. Uh, <laughs> get through and that's it when you do have Aronson isn't 100% clicking and Jackie, we know he kind of comes and goes where he's sometimes he'll like he did one touch in the second half where mm. he brought control the ball under control and he heard the entire crowd just purring because he can do these beautiful things. But then he'll try to pass a through ball to Nyonto and he'll just whack it into the hoardings and be like, ah, bugger. Um but it does it's because trying to go through that mass of players is quite a difficult thing to to do and it's kind of like where you can understand the the simplicity of just like it might be easier to just play where there's more room but it's not what we're going to do the thing is you've got to create room you can't just it's easy to say that you've got to create room and then know how to play into it don't but we you, just it, don't it, seem interested in doing well, that no, what I'm saying is it's just... dead easy to try you know they, they'll try and thread the needle 
in the channels and the half spaces or whatever it is and you can see on the far side there's loads of space and the man's overlapping but it's you can't just whack it over there because you want to you've got to then you know create the, mm. the shape with the and ball also because Marshall will have you off the pitch if you try mm. doing that so. uh, just interesting stat I had to leads abroad in the comments on YouTube saying uh, the leads 0.24 XG against is the lowest allowed since the promotion season Verba yeah have we conceded a goal with him on the pitch yet? I don't know if we have have we no I don't think so that's good mm. no because so, right, no, we hadn't before today and we didn't concede today so yeah. So we, we, got, we got a clean sheet against Newcastle. That's good. Got a clean sheet today. The, That's the Newcastle one was... <laughs> I'm barely counting that. But, well, we, you, know. you, I was remember listening to the match ball and you weren't having that game. But um, our defending in that match actually gave me a lot of confidence because we were saving ourselves from mistakes instead of making mistakes and conceding. So things were going wrong that normally would end up with the ball in the back of the net, mm. but then there would be a block or there'd be a save or there would be something that would stop it from happening. And that just, that was, that's like the extra step of defending. Defending can go right the way to your goal line and your goalkeeper. It all works just because you're giving up chances doesn't mean that you, mm. it means that you're giving up too many chances, but you can still defend well. Um, and yeah, I suppose that's our last meaty nil-nil. And I quite enjoyed that as well. Maybe I'm turning into some kind of... George diff- Graham You should get the, uh, the 96-97 season review yeah. out. Get uh, Sean Dyche in with George Graham as director of football and the rest of the season will just be absolute joy. But Melia um, didn't make any saves, did he? Not any of... Uh, that I can remember. Of, no, no. Not there a few Well, this is interesting because Brentford, there was a couple of... He did quite well on a couple of crosses. Brentford, um, there, Matthias Jensen tried shooting from a free kick mm. from the halfway line. And then Ivan Tony had a shot at him from the wing from about 45 yards out. I don't know if they had the idea as like a tactic of their keeper's useless, test him. Because that's completely wrong. That's a bit mean. Because our keeper's brilliant and he's never going to be, he just looked at those shots like, I cannot believe this is serious. <laughs> are you, why are you shooting at me from here? Three against four saying in the comments, Brentford kept trying the long ball over the midfield that usually undoes us, but we never let it expose us today, which is a great Once, sign for our defence. When Rico Henry got round the back, Tony flicked it on, Henry's in the, the back. So and when then, the game um, got a bit stretched at that point. Though, Robin Cock did a very good, um, it was in the first half so it wasn't that stretch but Robin Cock what did he do he blocked the ball and that was good that's a good thing to do for a defender yeah it was you, would you recommend the one... he's, he's a coach just check with coach Michael over here is that a good thing to do blocking the ball yes good and then the other one was uh, a set piece they had a free kick almost on the uh, uh, whistle of half time when we just decided not to mark Ivan Tony behind mm. everybody just that, feels, that feels like a mistake yeah and it was um, he, I think he did he get the ball I think he shot wide um, and he was just a little bit like, yeah, don't do that again. Overall, I felt I quite enjoyed um, Tony against Cock. It was quite a decent mm. battle. They were very physical with each other. I, th- I feel it felt like they were more or less both fouling each other the whole that's why, time. That's what he meant by meaty. It was a very meaty game. Mm. Yeah, there was a lot of physicality going on it, but without it being dirty. Yeah. We didn't foul very much, actually, did we, today? No. Just, I mean, some of the ones that were given, I thought, were soft at times. Yeah, on well, Banks. With, with that Banks referee, it was just a toss of a coin yeah, I feel, I feel like it? some games, we've, it feels like we give away a free kick every two or three minutes whereas this was um, was I'd have to check the stats but yeah I feel like we didn't we didn't give him too much there was an interesting one with um, I think it's Jensen who went in late on Luke Ayling when he was taking a throw in and caught him quite high and it wasn't very tidy I don't think he got a yellow card but he stood over him shouting at at him as if he was Roy Keane shouting at um, Alfie Harland and then it was him who ended up having the fight with Tyler Adams next to the tunnel um, when everybody and then Luke Ayling came over as well and everybody was just having a good old laugh and a big old giggle but I couldn't quite work out what had um, sort of begun all that so he was quite annoying uh, and the, I mean 
yeah, Brentford are just a bit irritating, really, in most ways. Like, everybody knows that the rule on a free kick is you have to stand 10 yards away. So if the referee, if you're standing two yards from the ball and the referee says you're not far enough away, just going like, but I am. He was actually trying to get him to move the ball back, wasn't he? But also delaying the taking of the free kick. He was lying. But I mean, to be fair, he's one of a thousand players that's done that. He really, he bottled it on on a throw in as well, did the ref, because Luke Aylen tried to take one quickly and he was blocked from doing so, which should have been a booking. But it's over by the West Stand. Yeah. He was in front of the East, but then he went, he went, oh no, it's because you would, you do need to move it a bit, so that wasn't that was nothing wrong with that. But and, actually, uh, he, he would mean to move it back about two meters yeah. uh, to a, a, an amount that normally they completely let slide. But he felt like he, he saw it as a little way out from having to bug someone. He bottled it on sending Tony off as well for booting the ball away. With Rodrigo's was actually a little bit harsh because um, he got the ball and he did uh, sort of what Marsh did the other week where. He knew he couldn't throw the ball away. He, sh- he shaped up to boot it into the stand like mm-hmm. like a goalkeeper. So he was hands. like, yeah. he was trying to reduce his anger and reduce his anger and ended up just like... Um, Slammed it into the floor, didn't he? Yeah, yeah it was like pinning it. So it didn't actually go too far away from... It was a booking. It, nah, the, pro- the, prob- like, the problem is the ref was shit right, in a general if sense. If that's a booking, Tony, when he boots the ball away no, after the freak it's given, not should dis- have been his second yeah, yellow. Not disagreeing. It was it was dissent and I understand players get booked for that. You don't want to see players yeah. getting booked for it, but it was by the letter of the law. I always yeah. feel bad for them when they've made the effort to contain the temper and then they get a yellow card anyway for like the much reduced version of what they were going to do. Because if he had got the ball and booted it over the east stand in the first place like he wanted to, it still would have been a yellow card. Yeah. So you may as well just have done it. Done that. Get value from it. Yeah, exactly. Instead, he was like, no, no, I'm going to really do something that won't get me booked. And then that's I think, what I think he, gets. he was booked for that because I've made a note of it. I think about 30 seconds before, the ref had given a free kick to, um, I've still never known how to pronounce his name. He's been playing against him for like five years. Brian Umbumo, Umbuemo. Umbuemo, I think. People pronounce it differently. Um, but he'd given a free kick. Brian. Again, for Brian. And I don't think the referee had actually seen it. I think it was in his peripheral vision and he saw him. Went, he, guessed, he went yeah. down and he went, ah, oh, probably. I think, and I think, I think he, those today he pissed off Rodrigo with that and yeah. then the other thing happened and he was like, for fuck's sake. He, he was doing that on quite a few occasions, the ref. You could tell he hadn't quite seen stuff. Like there was one over, over towards me by the East where, um, I think it was the first half probably, I'm thinking of, where um, a couple of players kind of crossed over and one of their players just went to ground and there was nothing in it. He just, mm. he, he fell over it, you know, anticipating some contact. But he gave it because the ref was like on the blind side of it. I think he just guessed. Yeah, just guessed what was going on. It's dead difficult being a ref. It is, but don't especially get the, if you're rubbish. Yeah, don't yeah. be shit and get in the way of everything. I mean, we, to be fair, we're, we're getting caught up on a, a fairly minor yeah. part. No, no, it's good. I was thinking this. I'm glad to be slagging off the referee instead of Jesse Marsh, for example, or our idiot defenders, or any of that stuff that was sort of been plaguing us for the last few yeah. months. I don't know why I feel good about a nil-nil draw, but something about today just felt like... It felt normal, Moscow. Yeah. It felt like a normal football match rather than one where you're tearing your hair out going, mm. what is he trying to do? I see what we're trying to do. Yeah, I don't it, really think it's a very good idea, yeah. but it um, wasn't terrible and it could have. we could have won. We could have lost, but we weren't. it wasn't a could have lost in the kind of... Like the way at Villa where we just absolutely threw those goals away. We didn't do any of that today. Mm. Um, there was more of a sense of control, wasn't there? Mm. There's no control. And maybe it is. Uh, it's funny if it could just be Max Verber was just. Uh, I, I went to say before you could hear him at the back of the West Stand. And it was a bit of a quiet part of the game, but he was shouting at uh, Robin Cock. You could hear him. It's like good. I like this. I'm sure Strout played better today. He still got skinned a couple of times, but I think he played better for having Verber alongside him. Cock played better with him there. Ailing has always been loud, so I think him. Uh, being back instead of Rasmus Christensen, who, um, you know, compared to all the kind of the videos we saw of him in the summer, has looked a little bit meek. Um, 
there's some signs there that maybe we are going to stop conceding loads and loads of stupid goals. And that would be a big, big improvement because scoring stupid goals has not really been a problem until mm. until now that we've signed Rutter and, and we can't score anymore. Just so. on the big, sexy, timid pirate, I think his probably weakest point today was going forward. Um, yeah, he had when a couple you, of crossing opportunities. Yeah, when we were doing those little, those little tight interchanges of play over towards the edge of the area, just trying to find something, you know, somebody could run in behind, find a pass or whatever. He's just not quite got the the technical ability has he to, to play in those yeah. situations he does fine you know like far better you should than I watch could the, um, you should but, watch the video of Jason Pierce playing wing back for a half so what, I think what we're saying you, is uh, uh, sign a left back one or yes. if Verber is that good at making organising and sweeping up and great positioning and making the players around him defend better Furpo can come back in because we know he's good going forward and if there's any problems going the other way then Verber can just do what he's doing for Strauch just help him Mm. We should really test Verba, put him alongside Llorente for a game. That will, so this that will probably happen. Let's, because let's see how well you can you organise this. Cock is suspended for Forrest. Is he? Yeah, because oh. he picked up his fifth yellow today. And so that yeah, will that likely was... happen. So And also there's the... I'm um, looking forward to that now. Well, we, can, <laughs> we can test it against... Uh, I was joking. We can test it against Borum Stanley. Um, because that... I mean, I don't know. Would you play Verba now? He looks um, important. But you could potentially do... Furpo and Urento either side of him and see how he copes physically and mentally I think maybe we, we probably do against um, Borum Stanley what we did against Cardiff which is start a strong side start, no, start a strong side and then hopefully get the game won and then take him off yeah yeah feels like the most sensible mm. approach to do it and uh, again just the momentum of going into the FA Cup game and winning it would mm-hmm. be good um, so yeah. let's do that I mean it's been a good week Yeah, I know we uh, lost <laughs> <laughs> to Aston Villa but everybody that was, that was last week that was, that was eight days ago yes yeah, so it's not this Don't week count. it's a long you know come on <laughs> I it's, know what you mean um, in terms of game weeks That's only it's only because of the television they should have been Saturday to Saturday um, you could see what Marsh was saying about you know obviously he overdid it with complete performance and also begs the question of why it's taken 10 months to get to this point but you could see we played well and Cardiff Five beautiful goals. We don't worry about the ones we conceded or the offside one that we could have made it three. And then today, good old solid nil-nil draw. We don't look like a bunch of mm. um, uh, idiots getting beat left, right and centre. We can we can defend. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the uh, Urense Furpo thing, that's what we did in the cup, isn't it? Which was fine while Verbo was on. Mm. Then he went off and it all went to shit Yeah, by the end. Um, Andrew L., says um, in the comments that's the type of game that De Bruyne would thread millimetre perfect passes to score the only goal in the game for Leeds but that's why he's a hundred million plus player yeah exactly isn't it I was going to I was going to write by De Bruyne down but I won't I won't give him the price I yeah. think it's still a good idea <laughs> put a bid in see what happens yeah I I thought everyone played uh, played well without us actually creating anything which is does that mm. is you that know, is that wrongly ascribing a good performance if we if we've not created anything? I was going to say I mean what today possibly proves is that you can play this system and it can work with better players in it mm. maybe maybe that is maybe the equation is as simple as that because I was looking at that today thinking if you put a slightly more dynamic midfielder in there because Tyler Adams does a lot of dirty work a lot of tidying up I think he's he's been looking more progressive in recent weeks as well trying to get the ball and, and move it mm. forward um but he's not a playmaker in the sense in, in the traditional sense is he and then Rocker tends to be sort of tidy and quite efficient, but again, he's not. He he's, did. He's he not did mul- give them their best chance in the yeah, game as well. So, so he's very creative in that respect. <laughs> but no, what I mean, what I mean to say is, he's not somebody who's going to pick it up and run with the ball through midfield. So you can mm. see why they were looking like Unahi, and who knows now, you know, we're getting in towards mm. the uh, the sharp end of the uh, of the transfer window. Maybe they they get that one done or something like that. I, I did think 
one thing that, that we haven't always done this season, which did happen today, it did feel like we actually were able to play through the zones of the team, though. Like Earlier mm. in the season, getting from defence to midfield to attack was very difficult. Admittedly, today we got to attack and sort of ran out of ideas, but we did at least get it there, and there was a vague structure to it and everything, which I think in, our, in the worst performances of the season, I just thought, I can't tell how we're ever going to get the ball from, from a defender to an attacker. Yeah. So Brentford have only lost four games. That's yeah. We've lost nine. Leicester have lost 12. Liverpool have lost six. Chelsea lost seven. Villa lost eight. So they're not easily beaten. I'm refusing to believe that Newcastle have only lost one. I think that must be a mistake on one. the app. Yes, one. Ten wins, nine draws. Doesn't feel right. They've only conceded 11 goals. Mm. Is, is this the truth? <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a topsy-turvy world. It's, it's a topsy-turvy league is the Premier League. There are so many sides such as Newcastle like Brentford who set up to um, defend in large numbers and then hit you on the counter. Mm. It, seems, it feels like a very counter-attacky league. Yeah, and what and the results this weekend have kind of have not done as much harm after they, Wolverhampton lost what happened yesterday. There was a bunch of... There was, uh, well, I don't normally... If we're not playing, I, I don't tend to just sit and watch the scores come in, but I made the mistake of doing it yesterday and w- with about 10 minutes to go, I think we were in the bottom three and... Southampton had just scored, but then it was ruled out by VAR. Uh, Forest were losing to Bournemouth. Leicester were beating Brighton, and then everything switched. And it was like, oh, okay, it's fine. Everyone yeah. down the bottom shit, it <laughs> turns fun- out. It's, it's funny today, and what you were saying earlier, Moscow, about um, feeling all right and quite positive about a nil-nil, goes back to what we were saying. It feels like that was a normal football team, not mm. one that spiraled out of control. Like, mm. It looked like a team like Everton, for example. Yeah who are just, it's got releg- it stinks of relegation, does that, the whole setup, doesn't it? Because it's just descending into kind of toxicity and stuff. And today, it didn't feel like that for us. It, it, we don't, f- I mean, you know, I'm very aware that we, that we could easily go down with the points total with a, we're a, we're a crew, mm. but it doesn't feel like it's out of control and spiralling towards that. I'm a big believer. I think you normally need something more than just being not very good to mm. get relegated. You're unlucky if the only reason you get relegated is that your team isn't very good. You've always got something a bit more like what's happening at Everton and it's funny, it just occurred to me that because I, you know, compare them very easily to us going down in 2003-4. And I always say that like, you knew we were in trouble that season the moment Jody Morris turned up. Yeah, oh, no, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> and it just occurred to me then that like, the, what's the chances of Frank Lampard getting Jody Morris in for the rest of the season? He could, like, he could be the spectre that kind of turns up. But things like that, you know, you have Sky reporters. Um, haranguing your chairman outside the ground, like, are you going to sack him? Are you going to sack all that kind of stuff on Southampton where they've, you know, they've sacked Hassan Hurtle and they've, um, you can see all the kind of mistakes that they've made kind of um, coming to roost with Nathan Jones be it there and losing again. And um, who else is down the bottom? Leicester, where it's all kind of like um, their model just ground to a halt about two seasons ago. And since then, they've just been racking up these, like, everything's been going wrong over a, a, a while we're just not very good <laughs> but and, but hopefully getting better that's yeah the, and we're yeah. in a bit the risk we might have is the drift where nobody knows where we are with the ownership necessarily where it's like what is the it's hard to put a finger on what the bigger plan is so if it did come down to if we had to sack jesse marsh it's like whose decision is that what kind of coach do you get a short-term coach a long-term coach what's the next person going to want all those kind of things so that kind of like lack of uh definition about what we're doing this season could um rebound on us and that's something extra but when you just although on that Moscow word has it that things have progressed this weekend quite substantially so hopefully we f- we find out in due course that well um, who knows? We, we've, heard, we've heard that before but fairly serious noise suggesting that that has now 
basically reached a point of near agreement. So, but then you know, does it, yeah. I would but, almost but wish may, they'd shut that shut up and save it to the summer because. But, it's but what of, it? But what it, I mean, it might be the summer where where they actually do the, the formal handover. But what it might will do is hopefully if they've ironed out the wrinkle about who or what happens if we do go down, and it sounds hopefully like 49ers are going to be all in regardless now. Then that is a good thing. I say. I mean, in terms of certainty about what the remainder of the season holds, we're not wondering what's going to happen. There's mm. a there's just that little bit more security behind the scenes, I guess. We're not um, shouting at people in the streets. And we've, got the cars an, in. we've got an assistant manager, haven't we? Have we? Has he come in? Yeah. Yet? Well, he's, he is doing. <laughs> so that doesn't strike me as a team that is <laughs> as a. As a uh... The most mischievous part of me thought um, maybe they're just still well, they're just going to delay starting him until sort of Tuesday. <laughs> just wait until Tuesday. See how we get on against Brentford on the uh, yeah on Sunday. There's the uh, the fact that we spent thirty million on a new striker as well. When um, I know they look like good signings on paper, but West Ham getting Danny Ings and. Chris Wood going on loan to Nottingham Forest. It's all, all very Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, it all feels a bit kind of like very uh, standard. It's kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> and it, which I know, in, in fairness, is something we've said before. We've said, why don't we just buy a boring Premier League left back? One bodies. Who's that big, who's the Preston guy that we wanted in the Championship to play up front? And John Parkin. West Ham. No, Jordan no, no, Hugel. No. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like the obvious one, oh, I'll just get Jordan Hugel, we'll get Danny Ings, just like, and you know Danny Ings will probably, he'll score four. Mm. and then they'll still go down anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's good. But then the thing that's been lacking is the team to maybe kind of reflect that the rest of the club seems just like a bit... We're not the Everton chaos. But Diego Llorente just defends as we are. <laughs> so God solving bless. that problem is God a big... God bless uh, that, man. God bless him. Can I, can I ever go up Pat Bamford, by the way? I've just checked my notes. I did think um, he may have dislocated his shoulder in the last... <laughs> so why do you want to have a go at him? Because <laughs> he, he teased me. He stood up from a corner and he was he was holding his arm really tight to his body and not moving it. And I thought, for fuck's sake. He's... No, you know it hasn't happened. He's he's dislocated it. What's he done that for? What, then... What's he done that for? <laughs> but then he seemed to run off like 30 <laughs> seconds later. But you know, you see it and you think, oh no, that's yeah. happened already, has it? Verba was kind of running as if he had a, like whatever was it, like making him suffer during the week had come back in the last five minutes. Mm. But um but that's a warrior putting his body on the line, and that's what we like. Uh, the um, the Man United Arsenal game is uh, is underway as we as we speak, uh, and it's one all in that game. By the way, uh, Eddie and Ketty has scored an equaliser. Man United were in front for like seven minutes, but Ben White has already taken the yellow card for booting somebody. So uh, doing yeah, God's work, even though they're not here anymore. Benjamin, huh? Benjamin White and Eddie and Ketty are doing good things. Mm. Um, There's that. another one that would have been quite boring. Oh, just get Eddie and Ketty back. Mm. Uh, we nearly did. I'd didn't rather we? have Woodward there. <laughs> um, so overall then um, who would you pick as your man of the match uh, Verba yeah um, may have thought Ailing was good Adams is always pretty good in midfield I always like what he does not bothered give it to someone give, <laughs> thanks for your enthusiasm Michael <laughs> give, it to, give it to Verba hope you're enjoying the show thanks for joining us on the, on the match ball this is Michael's effort levels now well, no, I, I'm not bothered well I, I don't think anyone was outstanding necessarily I thought, I thought everyone played fine and that's, what, and that's what I'd tell him. Overall thoughts then, as we um, as we head off on this one. Everyone played fine. It was a bit boring. Preferred it when we were crap. <laughs> at least we could get we could get excited. <laughs> at least then. we could get angry. We yeah. also, at least we could feel something, Michael. Eh? We only left someone marked at the back post once today. Useless. Do it <laughs> <Right>. more. <laughs> Let's see if we like sofa score might rile you up. So they've given uh, the highest rated player that I could see on the pitch for this is Brentford's goalkeeper got eight point three. 
For what? Mm. Happy with that? He made, he made a couple of saves, didn't he? I thought this would... Um, I'm trying to inspire you into anger. Who was our best player? Our best player, it's joint between uh, Luke Ayling and Robin Cock. Both got 7.6. Mm. Verber got 6.8, the same as Stroik. Lies. Rocker got 6.8. Tyler Rums is 7. Blah, blah, blah. Jack Harrison, 6.4. Got less than Brendan Aronson. Wilf only got 6.7. Um, just a couple of uh, closing thoughts. Um, negative, negative Normington, says one person. That's Whiskey Omega. <laughs> Uh, Andrew's just following up saying none of us are saying Marsh has to go today that's something well mm. it, it feels like there was a plan today that actually mm. worked even if it didn't bear fruit it works and we, it didn't look like a complete shambles that it? it looked like neat and tidy and organised and like Did. what a football team's supposed to look all like all we've been wanting for us to, is to not concede the same goal every single game and we mm. didn't today mm. he was progress. brought in to sort out the defence 10 months ago wasn't he <laughs> yeah exactly so and here we are and John uh, thank you very much for your, your kind words saying cutting edge opinions here that's what we're here for that's why we're here you say it didn't bear fruit. We got the searing, we got the juicy tangerine of a Premier League point. Searing tactical insight from us three. We <laughs> talked about half spaces. I don't know what Murray I know, wants. Yeah, I know. John, get off the comments. I might ban you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, um, thank you for joining us on the on the match ball. We will go away and reflect on this. We've got some clips coming up from uh, maybe from the Leeds game. Although it's being fairly uncontroversial, hasn't it? As today, so there's not mm. going to be any like really like huge. I don't know. Angry opinions out there. So we could. They're diving to Everton maybe for uh, propaganda. I've, I've already got a bit of Frank. Oh, good. There's some in the cam. So, yeah, we'll have, uh, we'll have propaganda on Tuesday. Weekly show after that. Phil Hay show coming on Monday. Plenty of stuff to get your teeth into. Maggie's on sale on the website, the Eddie Gray edition. Lots of stuff about the whole Gray clan, isn't there? In there. Mm, yeah. Um, that's all at the square Loads ball. Them from uh, Edwin Francis Andrew. I don't think he's just called Archie. He's not Archibald, but we can call him Archibald if we want. And loads of other stuff. Lots of uh, click. Yes. Good. Right. Listen, Moscow, we need to go. I'm not stopping you. <laughs> Take care now. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you in a bit. The Matchball. 